Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Comic the Podcast, where we listen to your favorite music, movies, TV shows, and more. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. And hi, babes. Yeah, uh, I hope you're having a fabulous summer. Um, please reminder that COVID is still a thing, so be careful while you are out here having in these streets being a baddie. Um, uh, make sure you wear your mask and your sunscreen. Uh, but today we're giving you a review, a recap, a rating of Disney Pluses. I was like, what <laughs> broadcasting station was this on? Disney Pluses exclusive twelve episode rom-com kiss six cents da da marin uh how did you learn about kiss six six kid wow (laughs) (laughs) six cents (laughs) way too many s's but um, there's way too many s's especially when you look at it in korean it's kiss (laughs) six cents um but either, when you first heard about kiss six yeah. how how were your what were your thoughts your feelings um god i can't remember if i saw it on twitter or if i was just scrolling scrolling through one of the drama websites and saw it on mm-hmm. there but um i was excited when i saw who the leads were and mm. then i because i watched a teaser and i was like oh my god it's a rom-com with two older actors yeah i i'm i'm a I oh wow okay we'll start that over. <laughs> I follow a pretty uh couple of drama sites, so even when this drama wasn't casted, and I was like, oh, this is just gonna be another rom com that Disney's doing, whatever, blah. And yeah. then they said the female lead, and I was like, per. And then they said UK song, and I was like, oh, per. So, but I did want to give my hopes up because uh y'all know how they like to do older couples. I was like, is this going to be bad but then i read the synopsis and i was just like hmm it's giving brain rot you know we are brain rot enthusiasts mm-hmm. over here and if you listen to this if you listen to this podcast long enough you know that me and Marin are dilf enthusiasts we love our dilfs our mills we love older actors so much and we've been crying into the void <laughs> for like three or four years I'm going to say since Sky Castle started, listen, I can do a whole dissertation on why Sky <laughs> Castle was the best and the worst things to happen to drama in the last few years. Um, but, you know, they've been using the same themes and tropes for uh, couples that are over, like, the age of, like, 30. And when I was reading the synopsis, I was like, this might just be what we we're looking for, Mary, mm-hmm. and our prayers were answered um what is your five minute spoiler free review before we get into the good okay great rom-com between two mm-hmm. older people mm-hmm. same plot line essentially as what they give the 20 year olds but mm-hmm. now we just have adults and it's cute that's it right my five minute uh review is do not go into this looking for a cinematic masterpiece it oh. is a a good a class a one brain rot material this is a pure rom-com through and through do not let the superpowers fool you <laughs> do not let the teasers fool you into thinking it's some kind of dark drama it really is romance in an office romance between two people and it's done well i think i think it was done well 
And if you go in with your expectations at rom-com, all of your expectations will be met. Now, that being said, let us move into the premise of the show. So for those of you who don't know, the Kiss Six Sense, the whole premise is we have our homegirl, Hong Ye Sud, who, when she kissed somebody, can see the future. She works at an ad company um, because her dad was a um, ad... <laughs> what are their jobs? Um, an ad manager, an ad film person. Mm-hmm. One of those. And so she works under this guy named Choi... Choi? No, that's not his last name. Yes, it is. No, it's Cha. Cha Minghu. Cha Minghu is, you know, the typical, you know, boss with the glasses who's very strict and you just kind of have to have a specific way of working with him to get work done. But you can't be mad at him because if the man is going to do anything, he going to get the job done. He mm-hmm. get, he does his job very well. And so Yesu has been working under this man for like the last, what, four or five years. She's risen her game up as an app manager. And they're, you know, working together pretty, pretty amicably. He still, you know, um, scolds her and the, the ad team because, you know, that's just what bosses do. But he does it to make her better. None of it is really malicious. At first, I was like, hmm. It's giving asshole. They better turn this shit around quickly. They did. <laughs> you gotta like wait to episode. I want to say three or four is when the the goodness of Chaman who comes in. Because at first I'm just like, oh, he's a shit face boss. <laughs> if I worked under this man, no matter how fine Yoon Kei Sung is, <laughs> I would be annoyed as fuck. But honestly, he really doesn't have any malice, and he you know lets his workers do good jobs and get good rewards for it. So it works. I usually wouldn't tell people to wait until episode four to really get in a drama, but some dramas, I'm telling you, if you were looking for your 30s romance, you can you can watch the first three episodes at twice the speed, okay? <laughs> um, but the whole premise of the show is that not only does Hong Ye Su have these powers, Cha Min Hu also has extreme um, sense overload sensory overload so he can hear things from far away see things from far away um touch he's sensitive to touch and if he kisses anybody he goes into i guess what you say this i the normal symptoms of what um, i guess like if you have a panic attack so like mm-hmm. hyperventilation fainting sweating all that good stuff and so in comes our third, our token second melody kimji suck <laughs> This man has been a second man lead in everything. Um, but he plays the character good. He's the ex-boyfriend that Hong Yi Sul broke up with in college before she joined the ad company because when she kissed him, she was always seeing him with one of their sunbays, um, and a baby. And so they broke up. He's a filming director, and of course they end up having to work together. Um, there is a crime going on. Somebody broke into Yesu's house, and we come to find out that it's her mother's stalker who killed her father and chased her and Chaman Wu when they were children, which led to Min Hu saving Yesu from drowning in water. And when he did um, CPR to get her uh, to save her life under a blood moon, uh, the moon was like, you know what? I give you both these powers for the next 20 plus years. And again, towards the end of the series, she gets kidnapped by the stalker again because the man wasn't dead. Um, and Minhu saves her again. And then they're 
powers go away after that and so it's a it's a typical rom-com thing it's not complete um i would say if you were into like supernatural stuff the lore is not complicated it's don't be scared of it um it's very simple and it's used as a device to get these two people together because the whole like the come up it of the whole story is that she accidentally kisses chaman who because they don't have a romantic connection at first she accidentally kisses him and in that future scene she sees them having sex and i was like that the idea of that blows my mind (laughs) i was like that's a great inciting incident (laughs) because like to think that if you ever kissed your boss which you probably don't love 100%. You don't like this man 100%. You work with him. He's a co-worker. Mm-hmm. But kissing your co-worker and then finding out that y'all are going to do the do, that is, that would drive me insane. What about you, Marin? 100%. Especially if, um, <laughs> if I didn't really like them. If we were cool, whatever, then I'd be like maybe intrigued. But she mm-hmm. was confused, baffled. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a great characterization instead of making them both like... um where it was just like suddenly a love story. She was like, I sleep with this man. You've got to be out of your mind. <laughs> but she's under this belief that all the things she see in the future eventually comes true. So instead of Yesu being like, I'm going to avoid this. I'm going to change the future. She's like, I'm going to accept my fate. <laughs> and so they end up, she ends up accepting her fate and just casually tells this man that she can see the future and that they're going to end up sleeping together. And he believes her. Well, he believes her. The only way he, reason he believes her because he also has like um, a special condition compared to most people. But like, I kind of liked that part of the story the most, where it wasn't like, oh my god, she can see the future. I must stay away from her. He was like intrigued by it because he already liked her, and so he was just like, you can see the what, <laughs> huh? Come again? Um. So I really, really liked that part of it. Um. What were your favorite parts? of the story of their of their of their of them like getting together um or you know the denial in the beginning when um he's like when she tells him and then he's like do you like me and she was like no she was like i'm just as baffled as you are Mm -hmm. Um, then when she notices all the things he does for her and she goes up to him and was like do you like me and the pause the three second pause he goes (laughs) yes and then runs out of the house i was screaming i was like oh this is so cute Um, they're so adorable yes keep going what about you yeah i liked that part i also like the fact that um we could tell that he liked her Mm -hmm. like it wasn't like i feel like a lot of times they do like the cold boss it it leans heavy toward asshole yeah but chamanu wasn't an asshole he was just a very good boss in my opinion <laughs> um he was annoying at first but i was like the more i saw from his character i was like oh, okay this man is not trying to do any harm um i also liked that he was just i my favorite line from before they got together was um if you saw us sleeping together that means we were dating so we have to date now and i was like her he was like i was like i'm not an easy man i just wanted to sleep with anybody because she's at this point yeso's like um let's just sleep together let's get it over with (laughs) like let's just cut to the chase and he's like absolutely not if we're gonna do this we're gonna date properly i'm gonna date you properly so i kind of loved that um them together what were your favorite parts of them together um when 
<laughs> when she re- realizes power and would just whisper, I want to kiss him. And he would uh. just turn around <laughs> and be like, we're at work. You said you wanted this to be uh, a secret. And she's like, that's uh-huh. why I'm not doing it. <laughs> or um, just anytime they snuck away together at work. I thought mm-hmm. it was so cute. Yeah, because they... I I do like the fact that the drama took a while for them to 110% fall in love with each other mm-hmm. and like be open about it and it wasn't like this very fast passionate thing at first because once again she's not she they've been you know boss and subordinate forever and because when Hong Yeo's ex comes back which kills me every time when they first met he had a ring I said <laughs> Bitch, I know you just walk up into this award ceremony with a ring thinking shit was going to work out. <laughs> I was like, oh, this man is delusional because they were showing... First of all, this is also a man that's been obsessed with the breakup that he had, which I think he had the right to be because it's not like Yesu explained anything to him. She didn't tell him she saw the future. She didn't give him a chance, which I definitely agree on was very um, wrong on her part. They just broke up. Um, and so he figured out... Um, he they broke up and then he came back. He's like, I want an explanation. And I was like, Yeah, gotta get closure. Closure is good for the both of you. Um, but we also learned that the things that Yesel sees in her her premonitions are not always as they seem. So that scene of him and their their senior their sunbay and the baby was just him visiting the sunbay when uh she had a child and i loved that scene where he goes to take her to see the baby and she gets upset because she's like oh so you just wait until she got married to prove that you were right like instead of you know being like i know you see the future you know it was bad on both their parts that was a really intense breakup i think for the both of them um pyogu coming back pushed Yesu and Minwoo together because at this point they were dating but Yesu hadn't opened up 110% to Minwoo and Minwoo didn't open 110% to her so when she found out that uh, he, that he has these uh, these the sensory overload and that when he's with her that it doesn't affect him I thought that was really cute that's probably one of my favorite moments when they're together <laughs> it's her just being like why why do why do i fix you right because i feel like in a lot of dramas they try to make the pussy powerful where it shouldn't be like dramas that focus on mental health and it's like they fell in love and things got better and it's like that's not how mental health works <laughs> your partner can definitely be of help to you but you should still, still go see a fucking therapist <laughs> and thank god minnow was had you know a doctor and all that stuff but i do like that it was more like she calms his symptoms but he's already in love with her and it's not the fact that he found out that she calms his symptoms and then fell in love with her if that makes sense yeah did you did you like the second or third love line in the story the second one was here's the thing about the second love story i liked it because their 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 little back and forth was cute Mm -hmm. this is but FYI, the second love story is the ex-boyfriend and then Minwoo's little sister, who's not his actual blood sister. She's the daughter of the doctor he goes to. And um, she knows about his sensory stuff like that. She's a celebrity. and um, But I like them. I thought they were cute. I especially like them when she confessed at yeah. that conference. I said, <laughs> icon. <laughs> icon. Boss. 
But I was like, this is what I say when I want when I say I want women to be girl bosses. She was like, I'm finna confess to this man in front of the entire press. Like it ain't nothing. I said, go on with your bad self. It was so cute and the dialogue was just so perfect. Uh, I loved it. This third love line. Okay, one question before we go into the third love line. Yeah. Do you know why her cousin thought she was gonna die? Okay, so here's the thing about the cousin. Mm-hmm. I was under the assumption that Hong Ye- that Yesu saw the cousin's future, and in her future, she dies at a young age. Is that correct? I do not remember that at all. Okay. <laughs> because in the beginning, this character is like has a bucket list, and she wants to do all this stuff before she like settles down. And I'm like, is there something in her future that says she's going to die at a certain age? I don't know if they ever explained that. If you were paying attention more than we were, obviously. <laughs> I thought she was just doing that because maybe, well, one, because she was going to school as being in uh, her residency or whatever, and she knew she was going to have no time. And I thought part of it was also, she was just like, well, relationships fail anyway. They're going to come to an end. Oh. So I might as well do everything I want when everybody's still happy, then make it like two, three years and then end it when we're both sad. I thought that was like the energy. I, okay. Well, that's interesting. I thought I heard her say to Yeso that, you know, I have to do the things that I'm doing now because I don't have time. That was my impression. Someone mm-hmm. please correct this. Um, but she ends up being a you know resident medical student and she falls in love with Minnow's friend, who was also his like, um, his general doctor not his therapist and so they were cute i thought they were cute i i feel like they went heavy on their love line in the beginning and they just forgot about it i was confused by she didn't know who sung tech was a doctor right when she first met him he was just a random person but Mm -hmm. when she ran into him at the when she was starting her job she did not react in any way to him being her boss and so I was like, I think she knew that? he was a doctor, though. I think she knew he was a doctor, and I mm-hmm. think she knew that he worked at that hospital. Okay, I was just so confused. I was like, did I miss something? Why is she yeah. not reacting the way he's reacting to her? <laughs> yeah, I think she went in. I think after being with him for like that week or so, she uh-huh. realized he was a doctor, and where he worked, or whatever. They were cute. I thought their story was interesting but i definitely think i feel like the writer was like oops i forgot about y'all because we had to deal with this this crime that's happening um that being said um my favorite parts of when they were together are definitely you know you saying all the signals all of them kissing and all that good stuff um the funny i my favorite thing i think i have to say about them as a couple though are the which i am attesting to Yoon Kaesang being over 30 um because I feel like if he was younger these lines would sound cheesy well not even cheesy I feel like it was a good delivery it was good dialogue and it was mm-hmm. good um direction a lot of the conversations that they have are like what I like to call Odin sexy adult sexy like 30 sexy mm-hmm. and it's not like they are having like lewd 19x conversations but he would just say like slick shit without a beat and i'm like this man is killing me i was like why does that sound so spicy it's a very specific genre and i think mm-hmm. it can only be done with people who are over 30 and i feel like people should lean into that more because <laughs> i feel like a lot of times when we have 30 romances they can be 
if it's written by the wrong person, they make them act like teenagers mm-hmm. in a very odd sense. Like, uh, yeah, I do have that <laughs> feeling sometimes. Like, I'll see a drama and the guy will be like thirty six or something, and the girl will say something, and he'd be like way too shy about it. I'm like, this is a grown man. This is not a right, seventeen year old. Right. Why is he acting this way? Yeah. Um, the first thing that comes to mind in comparison is the Jangnara and Gosu story. What was that? Mm-hmm. Oh, what is the name of this? Let me find it. It's like Baby something. Oh, oh my baby. Oh my baby. Yes. That? Yeah, that I felt like that was one of the shows where they were like overtly trying to make one of the people seem innocent, and I'm like, this man is almost 40, so I don't know <laughs> where we're going with this. And unless you set up the story for it to be like, oh, this is their first serious relationship, it really doesn't, it, that doesn't work. That, like, oh, we want people to be like, oh, being in love is like when you're 17 again. I was like, no, there's like, there's a charm that comes mm-hmm. from your lead cast being their age, like being yeah. over 30 being close to 40 there's a charm in that and i feel like as basic as kiss six sense is kss we're calling it kss from now on (laughs) as kss is i think that they hit that nail on the head even Mm -hmm. when even with what i felt like um those two episodes (laughs) where they finally like after they get back from the the filming and they're like sneaking off to kiss and things like that and mm. even that could be that's very rom-com like they were kissing so much <laughs> during those two episodes and that kind of like gave it that really bubbly rom-com film where there's something i that moment like for example the moment where um yesu got back from meeting um what the hell is her name the little sister and, she, and the little sister was trying to like tell her like oh you Minna only likes you because you fix his like you he doesn't react to you about his sister or something and she embodies that conversation and she's coming back to the office and she says yeah. um oh I guess Chaman who is mine now and he hears her and he just comes up and kisses her and leaves and I'm like that was so it's so cute but it was done in such a way that it fit mm-hmm. the age bracket of the people on screen which I think was I think it'd be hard if you're not a good director. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the default is to make them look like they're teenagers. And this drama embraces the fact they're not teenagers. And oh my god, the director for this is the same director for Oh My Baby. Oh my I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> not a <laughs> that was so unintended because I was like, let me compliment this man. Let me see what else he's done. <laughs> also, this man, okay, wait, Full House Take Two was my first K drama. That was in 2012. But this man has done more crime shows than I think romance. Leverage, Voice, Tunnel. Oh, that's so interesting. He was he's a good director. Mm. Um but yeah, so those are my favorite parts about them being together. Um, I guess we should move <laughs> into the crime portion. <laughs> oh yeah, of this drama. When I first saw the opening credits, like the opening sequence for this, mm-hmm. I was like, "Why are they kids?" I was like, "Okay, so they met as kids." I was like, "What is with this like dark crime aspect coming in? When does that come in?" And then they had the person break into her house, and I was like, "I know who the bad guy is." <laughs> there was. <laughs> even try to hide it <laughs> i didn't even think about him until the very uh, when i tell you that man that the the guy who was a killer was the last thought in my head that it only hit me that it was him 
when they played the the like the like the menacing music in the background when he went to go visit her at the hospital. I said, "Oh, he's that's a when okay. you, I, knew I when really we... was not thinking about that man." No <laughs> <laughs> fuck, Mary said, "I came here for rob com." <laughs> I did say I was like is it the cop because he disappeared the oh the guy who is he was there in the first couple episodes and I swear there are four episodes where you don't see him at all you don't so I didn't (laughs) think about him which was probably the point is to like make him disappear so you didn't think about it but um I knew it was him when they when he was pulling up on her at in Jeju when he was in the car I was like when he had the mask of the oh. head on, I was like, that is oh. that actor. Why are you, y'all aren't even trying to hide it. That is that actor. It's so obvious what the bad guy is. But I kind of appreciate it that they made it obvious because some dramas like to be like, oh, we're crime and rom-com and supernatural and w- something always gets lost. The genres never mix together. Like, yeah. it, it, it doesn't work unless you have a really, really well thought out plot. And so them making like the bad guy kind of obvious and using the crime as the inciting incident to their powers. I was like, okay, that makes sense because some of you other dramas, I'm like, I don't need to spend 20 minutes of an episode learning about the bad guy's background or all of that. I'm so glad that they wrapped that up. Also, I appreciate this story. Um, I appreciate this for being one of the first times that in a long time I didn't hate the fact that they met as children because mm-hmm. they met as children and it was a significant meeting. Now, listen, I know I have the memory of a goldfish. We've talked about this many a times. Tori speaks three different languages and still can't remember what happened last year. That's okay. <laughs> but I've always feel so detached to stories when they're like, I walked past her in the street when I was 11 and now they're destined to be together. Or like, um, if one person remembers meeting somebody else at a hospital when they were 11, and I know that sometimes when traumatic events happen, it can be imprinted in people's brain. But I feel like for the most part, a lot of those memories get lost in order to protect people. So having characters that are constantly like living in their trauma, which I mean, I hope this doesn't sound... Um, ableist but like i get it but it feels like they harp on that too much as a point of love Mm -hmm. as children and not a point of love in the present you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like they harp on those memories and them as kids and i'm like people change (laughs) in like 20 10 years so the idea that I hope I'm not the same child that I was 20 years ago. And so I think overall in drama land, it, it, that, that trope is so very heavily overused. I like that the fact that we knew that they met as children, but we didn't get flashbacks for five minutes every, thank like, God, <laughs> every 15, 20 minutes. They were focusing on these two people in the present, even if they had a link in the past. I love that. And I also love the fact that they showed us everything that happened as them as children in one swift, like 20, 30 <laughs> minutes. They were like, here is why they have their powers. It was a great explanation. It was a great break from them constantly being in love, which I think um, is hard to do in rom-coms because sometimes they'll overload it. And you're like, we've seen this scene before. I don't need to see it again if you're not going to give us a new, like, information about the characters or a new um, dynamic in this relationship. So they gave us this, like, 
and it wasn't flashback. It was just like we're gonna go to the past and show you what's ha- show you what happened instead of like the characters remembering what happened. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um, I do appreciate the danger that the female lead encounters does not further their relationship in the middle of a breakup. Mm-hmm. Let me rephrase that. A lot of the times in rom-coms, a trope that happens that I also hate <laughs> is that when two characters are fighting, the female lead is either in danger or gets injured or some physical violence happens to her as a prompt for the male lead then to express his feelings. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I think it happened once when um, the guy broke in, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like they were fighting or anything. It was it was more of a thing for the viewers to realize that Minu had super senses and less as a tool for their relationship. If that makes sense. Yes. I appreciate them for not constantly putting Hongesu in danger episode after episode mm-hmm. to make this relationship stronger. <laughs> if this was another K-drama, she, w- she would have moved in with him. Mm. I expect that's exactly that what they would have used that yeah. for. That's exactly what they would have used that for. They would have been like, "Oh, you're in danger. Come live with me." It's like she doesn't even like this man like that <laughs> at that point. <laughs> what are we doing? I liked co uh, habitation, um, but it has to be mutual and it has to be something both people want. Especially, um, you know, I also like the fact that even though they weren't fond of each other in the beginning it wasn't like an extreme hate mm-hmm. thing that happens a lot <laughs> in, in the, even in chinese dramas i was talking about this on twitter i'm like we get no more meet cutes like mm-hmm. why can't people meet and immediately like each other and then they continue to um continue to like each other after that because the idea that i'm gonna meet somebody and i dislike them and then we're suddenly gonna fall in love two to three years later i'm like i have I'm a petty Leo. Bitch, if I don't like you on the first meeting, I'm probably not going to like you the next time I see your ass either. <laughs> so. It's really playing onto that, oh, as a child, if somebody doesn't like you, that means they actually oh, do. It, like, oh, if they're mean to yes. you, they actually do like you. But, like, in adult form, it's like, too, I understand, like, you being slightly, I don't know, like, you know, like, when you're back and forth with somebody and then something uh-huh. blossoms. From, but some of these characters be awful and they hate them i'm like this is not how love blossoms that's not it's a hundred percent not and that's a great point marion that whole boys will be boys oh he's Mm -hmm. only he's only messing with you because he likes you um no that is this is a 35 year old man no he's not (laughs) no he's not like those are the signs of people that don't know what consent is don't like that's those Mm -hmm. are dangerous factors just like put out in the world so like if you're young and you watch dramas and they're like oh if a boy's mean to you it's because he's like you no no that's not what that is at all a man who likes you you're gonna know that he likes you being mean and being mean i think this is also something they get mixed up being mean and being playful are two different things (laughs) being mean and being playful are two different things Playful means both parties are having fun. Mean yeah. means one person is a victim. So <laughs> I need you to stop that. And I'm glad this drama didn't do that as well. Um, I absolutely... I also thought it was very interesting that they made the mother be the one who has the stalker. Mm-hmm. Because I think it makes more sense that the mother had the stalker. Because if Hongye still had a stalker, I feel like if she ever came into contact with this person, she might have future senses about what would happen. 
Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So them being like, yeah, your mother had a this. Oh, first of all, also cat. Um, high five to the writing team and the actor who plays the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this 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 character will stick with me with a minute because even though we only saw a little bit of him, I was like, oh, this man is completely out of his mind. He's like <laughs> very sick. It's like it's not even one of those like it was so um it was so bloody or gory that I'm not gonna be able to forget it. It was more like, oh this could definitely happen to somebody having a stalker for decades. This man had been stalking her since they were in college. <laughs> and it got to the point it got to the point where he believed that they were dating and then believed that her husband was her husband was taking away his family. He believed that their own kid was his kid. And I'm like, it's not like they were in a relationship before. And I was like, what I think what got me as this was like, I think this is also a great, like, um, um, a PSA of what stalkers look like. Mm-hmm. She bumped into him and said, hi, she said, hi. And that man was like, oh, we're dating. We're married. I was like, oh my, that's terrifying. <laughs> That's so terrifying. Um, but there are people out there like that exists. And usually it has to do with mental illness more than anything. It's like, I don't think it's like a conscious effort of malice. If that makes mm-hmm. sense? Well, yeah. the killing was definitely conscious efforts of malice. But like the fundamentals of being stalked, right? Mm-hmm. So to see him like her painting and she's not even paying attention to him. And him being like, oh, we're dating. And I'm I, like, that scared the shit out of me, Mary. I was like, <laughs> that's because, like, it's also like you have to think about, like, as the victim, it's like, was I that unaware? When they were at the park and Yesel as he, a child, yeah. oh, I said, okay. I said, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, because at first I was like, are we misunderstanding? Did they date? Is that his kid? Like, as a viewer for like two seconds, you're like, did the mom and the stalker date? Is that actually Yesel? Like, for two seconds, you think that. Because what happens is, Yesel, they're in a park, um, and Yesel, as a kid, screams dad, and this guy jumps up with his arms out, and she runs past him. And I was just like, first of all, the mom and dad didn't see him? That <laughs> was kind I of said. awesome. <laughs> I was like, mm, you, you're asking me to, to believe a lot right here. <laughs> right, right, right. I had to suspend this. You got to suspend this belief at that part. But she, he runs past her and goes to her actual dad and you hear the narrative of the stalker being like he took everything from me and i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) like that is so terrifying so for this man to be so far in his delusion without medical assistance um without police intervention it seems like as well he breaks into their house and kills the husband and i was just like oh I, you know what I had thought had mm-hmm. happened before they pointed out the stalker thing? I thought that Minhu and um, Yesu's, like, they were in two different family cars and they got in an accident. Uh. And Minhu's parents died and then Yesu's father died. And that's how they're connected. I don't know. I guess because I saw the reservoir mm-hmm. in the beginning, I was like, oh, it was maybe a car accident. This was not a car accident. <laughs> this is something far more intense. And so. To see that this man had never, that also it's like okay, so that that case happens with their kids, but for this man to believe that Yesel was his daughter and then become a, a bartender in her neighborhood on purpose, 
it's like that is incredibly scary <laughs> it's like so frightening and i was upset at her mother for not telling her but i do understand why her mother didn't want her to relive that trauma but it was just i was like this this character this storyline that part of the story i was like oh that's gonna stick with me because that was great characterization of a bad guy without making us feel empathy for him because i feel like sometimes in crime dramas they try to make you feel bad for the bad guy Mm -hmm. like for like for instance finding your memory not finding your memory finding your memory was also a stalker case that was um, (laughs) interesting but um you are my spring Mm -hmm. i was like why are we spending so much time on this sad story it's like cool (laughs) He was abused as a kid. Not all abused kids become killers. That is the prime example of that entire thing. So, um, the crime, I think it was well done for a mixed genre story. Oh, well, what did you feel about the crime before we move on? Um, as I said, I wasn't thinking about it. I was not here. (laughs) (laughs) I was here for the romance. So I kind of like, I didn't hate it, but it was just there. Mm -hmm. Um, I did like the fact that they didn't give us three episodes of their backstory of mm-hmm. the leads but yeah i mean like i think they did well and um and the actor that played the younger version of the stalker he turned around and i said oh this man keep i feel like he keeps playing these roles so, oh wait who is that i because I, I, he's a familiar face i don't remember his is. name I, keep, I have been actually searching for the past 10 minutes on websites but he's not listed under there as a younger he's version not? of the killer no i can't figure out who the actor's name is okay, but i've definitely okay. seen him he's had to have played other bad roles before but i or at the very least i recognize him but yeah um, right i was i kind of felt indifferent i guess about the stalker part really uh-huh yeah Okay, is there anything you didn't like in the show? Um, nothing that I didn't like, but you know, sometimes the this is just a very basic rom com, and so some mm-hmm. part of my brain would go, "That's not cute." <laughs> would like try to like when it was really mean, or when he was like he was like I get really possessive. I'm like, mm, mm, <laughs> that wasn't the line you <laughs> thought it was. <laughs> I'm like my brain my brain is like cutting in through I'm like just let me have peace for five minutes okay <laughs> I know it's not good but this is rom- a rom-com but really right. there's nothing that I would say there's nothing seriously that I disliked about the show yeah it it because this is a good show it subverts a lot of the toxic traits of mm-hmm. rom-coms which I think you know what and I was thinking about it I feel like a lot of the toxic traits from rom-coms also come from the fact that we're supposed to believe well the most of the leads are tw- in their 20s or teens mm-hmm. so it's like they don't have the experience to like communicate their feelings yeah. or all this other stuff like because any of the mis- miscommunication that happened in this drama was because people weren't willing to tell mm-hmm. and when they were prompted to tell they were like okay let's fix this now like i don't want to lose you you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying yeah i feel like the miscommunication that happens in rom-coms when the leads are younger are like get drawn out for five episodes because they have no love experience or less love experience and then instead of communicating they push them into these you know romantic calm tropes that are just like i would have broken up with this person yeah at episode four i don't understand why i'm supposed to find this cute so that is for people who are you know tired of rom-coms who don't like to watch them because they can have so many um negative effects by making because they they make toxic traits romanticized. You don't have to worry about that in Kiss Six Sense. Yeah. 
Um, I think the one thing I didn't, well, I guess one thing I didn't like, I guess you could just tell that the writers at the end were like, what else do we talk about after we explain <laughs> what happened to them about this crime? Um, on one hand, I think the whole, like, we lost our powers and now all we do is fight mm-hmm. thing was interesting because it subverts, once again, a lot of rom-com plots. But at the same time, it felt like a waste of screen time. <laughs> I was like, so now because she can't see the future and he lost all his senses. I mean, I, I guess they got used to dating like that. Mm-hmm. And now that they don't have that, it causes more miscommunication. I was like, it's plausible, but why can't you just... I don't know. Why can't we just see them working on their miscommunication? Why it felt like they were turned they turned them back into typical 20-year-old rom-com leads. And I was like, mm-hmm. so we just can't talk anything out anymore. <laughs> Y'all were having conversations fine before you lost your powers. What happened? <laughs> like um it was interesting. Like I know that all not all couples are, you know, you know, it's not all happy go lucky 24/7. But I felt like it was a little extreme <laughs> mm-hmm. in comparison and i was just like i felt it felt like lazy characterization because i was just like but they were so good at talking before you know what i'm saying yeah and so that was a a weird thing Not that i hated it i was just like hmm i don't know if that's the route i would have went to end it, the show um it felt like a not a bittersweet ending but a boring ending mm-hmm I kind of skipped like, a little bit, not gonna lie. I was like, fighting, yeah. fighting, 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 fighting. Okay. Do they get to their <laughs> end? I was like, okay, that's all I need. But, um, yeah. I just really want to know what made the director chose, choose these two actors after seeing mm-hmm. the source material. Because mm-hmm. if I looked at those, I'm like, oh, I'm a, I, if I looked at the characters, I'm like, okay, a 25-year-old female lead, and like, I'll make the male like 30. And that's what I would have, like, if you looked at the source material. So... I'm really happy that they chose because the uh, actress, the actress is 37 and the actor is 43. And mm. I'm like, what, what made you choose? Cause this is great. This is great casting, but what made yeah. you want two older <laughs> actors? I wonder if they also were just like, I wonder if somebody talked them into it. I do wonder mm. that. I wonder if they were just like, they liked Hung or mm-hmm. so Jihei, they're just like I want them to work in it, mm-hmm. and so they were just looking for people who match their vibes. Because at first, I, I've never seen Hung in a romance. Mm-hmm. I've always seen him as a movie actor, and he was like mm-hmm. a lot of action. I didn't watch Chocolate. Y'all know I was not gonna watch that depressing shit. Um, <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> y'all know I was not gonna watch that depressing shit. The first role I actually saw him in was Last. Mm-hmm. which is an obscure ocean action story <laughs> but i liked it and so seeing him as a rom-com figure you Sung is handsome to me he's not fine fine to me but he's very yeah. handsome he's very good looking and so i mean but he's always been a heartthrob because he's a god member so <laughs> so i felt like i don't know i felt like maybe they were just like why not which yeah I applaud. I encourage because <laughs> I'm scared this is going to be like the last <laughs> over 35 rom com we get to for a Please while. No. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> I'm like terrified that this might be the only one we'll get for a while. Let me look at upcoming 
upcoming Korean dramas. I know Juno and Yuna are doing a drama, but again, that's early 30s. And mm-hmm. girl, the synopsis is not giving. <laughs> it sounds like a like a 2017 rom-com. And I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, oh, let's, oh, let's do genre. Genre? Um, romance. Search. What's upcoming in Korea land? Mm, we have a cheering a cheerleader one are we getting a college is this college it's a college cheerleading squad oh i don't know who any of the actors are they're very young okay we're also getting let's see oh a lot of the oh nct um doyoung he's in a new drama i see a lot of like young young people the youngest son of a conglomerate why do i have this saved oh this is song jung ki's new mm. new one where he like gets reborn as the youngest son of his former employer i was like mm. <sighs> flower scholars love story is this a historical are we getting a historical i'm looking for rom-com um oh there i forgot they were doing strong woman sequel nobody asked for that nobody asked for that tell me it's love oh king the land i think this is the one with juno and gonna they were calling it kingdom land yes air go womb already starting off bad cannot stand yeah. fake smiles good god when he meets chom sarang um her sincere smile is at the ready they're the pair seek to create happy moments while they can, when where they can smile brightly together. Tell me okay. that's not given 2016. <laughs> <laughs> it's it giving me nothing. So. Oh, I mean, I can read more of it. Um, well. King King of the Land is a VVIP business lounge. Nobody, I wouldn't want to watch that as a background. A paradise catering to wealthy hoteliers. It's owned by the King Group. Wow, y'all really could come up with names. But hotels, distribution companies, and airline this portfolio. Go one has been go one go one has been thrown into an inheritance tug of war. Isn't that new? With his brilliant mind, innate grace, <laughs> captivating charm, he has everything but lacks common sense when dating. Of course he does. Chon oh <laughs> Sarang. This is an NBC drama. What is going on? <laughs> oh girl, it don't even have the broadcast station yet. Chon <laughs> Sarang makes the world brighter with just her smile. She is thrilled to land a job at the King Hotel where she had some of her happiest times as a child. She now must put those sweet memories away and mature quickly to face the frequent workplace prejudices and misunderstandings that come her way. Now watch all the misunderstandings happen because she's in Yuna and she's pretty. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> okay, that screenwriter has absolutely no... Oh, this is why... <laughs> I was really not want to watch this. The man who is one of the screenwriters. Well, he's not a screenwriter. I think he's just like a creative person on the team. He's not the main screenwriter. Is Chun Sung-il. A.K.A. The screenwriter for all of us are dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not interested in that at all. <laughs> like, I love Juno. I'm a 2 p.m. girly. I'm not watching that. <laughs> a romantic melodrama that depicts the story of a man and a woman who, exhausted from their harsh reality, begin to understand each other with new emotions and find themselves gradually together changing. Tell me it's love. 2023. Kim Young Hwang, Lee Sung Hyung. 
It has melodrama in the tag. We're gonna look at the screen right here. Kim Gaon. Wow, no credits. We're getting a lot of new screenwriters this year. Have y'all finally realized <laughs> that we need new writers in Koreatown? A Time Called You? What's this? 2000. There's a lot of drama study for 2023. Mm. Oh, this is Thriller Mystery Romance. I don't know. We have. Oh, oh, this is the. Okay. This is a remake of the Taiwanese original drama called Someday or One Day. Um, my T list is not excited for that because they love the original so much. I feel like we moved past the time for. I don't know. I feel like Asian remakes are very interesting because it's like. Mm-hmm. You just, I didn't realize this until I, when I first got into Asian dramas, but like they just take the same script and they change it into a different language and mm-hmm. with different people. And I'm like, that's a remake? <laughs> that's the remake? Asks the stars. Why are we getting so many astronauts? What? A romantic comedy about an astronaut and a tourist who meet and fall in love at a space station? Okay, uh, it's giving me Netflix. It's giving me okay. Netflix for Disney budget. <laughs> okay, but listen to the second part of it. Gong Young is a OBGYN with a strong sense of responsibility who arrives at the space station as a tourist. Meanwhile, Eve Kim is a Korean American space astronaut. The man is the OBGYN okay. as a tourist. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> No. They gotta, you know, they gotta, they gotta change the settings for the rom coms. No. We can't keep doing the schools, the. Job. I know, I do, I do, I do appreciate the new background. Yes, but guess, but guess who is leading this drama? Who? The woman is Gong Hyo Jin. Mm-hmm. The man is Lee Min Ho. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Listen, I I think Lee Min Ho has perfected the craft of being a rich boy. I <laughs> truly do. I respect him for that. I but I think Gong Hyo Jin thrives when she works with actors her age. How much? I, how much older is? I mean, how much younger is Lee Min Ho? They're not um, that young, but the vibes are not giving. <laughs> Lee Min Ho is thirty five. Gong Hyo Jin is like four. I think she's four or forty-two. Okay. So the age gap is not huge. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to see these two people work. <laughs> I, I, I have to see the teaser for us first. I might give it a chance. We'll see. I'm not a- completely angry at it. See, this is this is um mm, mm. the screenwriter. She has a very not a long one. She did Pasta. Okay. She did Jealousy Incarnate. She did a walk of love. Okay. So I understand why she's working with Gong Hyo Jin again. I don't understand why you had to pick Lee Min Ho. Killing me softly. <laughs> okay, so that's it for upcoming rom-coms that aren't like, I guess, based around 20-year-olds. Aren't, aren't like web dramas. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's this? The Law Cafe? A law romance drama that depicts the story of Kim Jong-ho, a farmer prosecutor who is now a building owner, and Kim Yoo-ri, a lawyer with a 4D personality. The story will focus on the events surrounding a law firm that also runs a cafe. It's on KBS. Eh. Lee Seung-gi and Lee Se-young. It's not awful. I feel like you can either go extreme comedy 
or romance and crime. Who's the screenwriter? I was about to say a new screenwriter. She has one other credit that I've never watched. Who's the director for this? Lee Jin, a woman director. Ooh. Hmm. She's done a lot of drama specials. Okay. It doesn't sound, you know, awful. <laughs> you know. Uh <laughs> but yeah. Um what do you give Kith six since Marin, what is your rating? Um, I'll give it nine out of ten. I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. I think this drama is a great rom com. Please don't ask for more. Oh, our boy Kim Dong Wook has another drama slated for this year. This man is busy. This is his third drama, isn't it? You were my spring. Wait, was you were my spring last year? I do you not are know. My spring kind doesn't exist anymore. Um, oh yeah, you were my spring was last year. But he just got done with King of Pigs. Um, he's giving us another drama called I Met You by Chance. Yoon Hae-jae started his career at a broadcasting station as a local news reporter. <laughs> Never getting rid of that image. He now works <laughs> as an anchor for this weekend news program. He's the youngest anchor to ever work at the broadcast station. Of course he is. He is calm and straightforward as a journalist, kind to people in his personal life. Beck Yoon Young dreamed of becoming a writer. Um... She faces a shocking case that changes her life because this man can't give me romance without crime. <laughs> Yoon Hae Jun and Baek Yoon Young somehow both travel back in time. Oh no! <laughs> I'm not gonna watch this. <laughs> oh, there. Um, Yoon Hae Jun tries to find the truth behind a. Say it with me, a serial murder case, <laughs> and Baek Yoon Young. Tries to prevent her parents from marrying. What? <laughs> their goals simply... Their goals seem completely unrelated, but they soon realize that their objectives are connected. I want to bang my head <laughs> against the wall. Why can't this man give us romance without a crime? <laughs> Why is he doing this to us? <laughs> you just got doing a crime series. You weren't tired? <laughs> Oh, I'm not gonna watch that. Anyway, we love Kiss Success. <laughs> I highly recommend it to my rom com lovers. I also rec- to, re- recommend it to my rom com um, people who. Hmm, I also recommend it to people who don't like rom coms but are looking for something lighter to watch. If you're having rom com fatigue, I also think this is a great watch. It's very much um, basic but brilliant. Basic but brilliant. Uh, it's only 12 episodes. It's a quick watch compared to a lot of other different shows. So the pacing will be a little different if you're used to the 16-episode K-drama formula that I'm glad that we're throwing at the motherfucking window. Do you hear me? <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we recommend... Uh, what are we doing next? I know our new our Disney for this month is Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. We're doing... Oh, we're doing Hunger Games a special episode, and we're going to have some gaming news coming up week, so make sure you have your notifications on, and you can come talk to us about my secret, my secret part, <laughs> six kiss, six cents, um, on Twitter at comments or TikTok at comment podcast, or you can join our Discord in linked in all of our profiles, and 
Um, I would love us to get up to 50 stars by the end of the year. So make sure you guys a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Until next time, I'm Tori. I'm Marin. Bye-bye. Bye.